Welcome to the journey of now with myself, Karis and Nick. And together we run our practice called the journey of now. A blend of bespoke coaching, human design and medicine for the soul. So this season we're focused on a non-BS approach to spirituality, self-development and expansion of the self in the most holistic and sustainable ways possible. Helping you cultivate presence, step into your power and dive into possibility. Welcome to your journey of now. Hey everyone and welcome back to the journey of now. <laughs> Starring Karis, Nick and Chloe the Pug. Are we going with that? Yeah, we're going with that. Oh, okay, cool. I've always cool. wanted to do a voiceover. We don't have a lot of time, so we're going to get to the point. Quick, quick. Yeah. So, today, um, you know, today I had a client, an interesting bloke that, um, an interesting guy that came, has come from a, a militant background, um, really, really um, rigid in his approach to life and business and, and all of that, and Currently, I mean, and work-life balance is non-existent, essentially, where 85% of life is surrounding work and he's, you know, doing the, the standard thing of, you know, parent or, you know, the old school patriarchal system where, you know, man sacrifice life through work to make money for family and that sacrifice is, you know... It, it, it's the standard protocol that most millennials have experienced. And the thing that came up today, which was one of the key reasons why, you know, he ventured into this space, um, which is not necessarily, you know, spiritual in nature, but just to work through and navigate the immense anger that he is holding in his system. And one of the things that's been coming up with that anger, um, where it, it has actually boiled over quite often is you know when putting two kids to bed and it's quite interesting because you know working you know really long days getting home at seven o'clock and wanting your kids to be in bed at half past seven at night so with, is that a rule that his partner said or is that something that he said I'm, that the kids we're still have to... getting that okay but that's what they both live very busy lives so both of them i mean that the amount of time that they have to not only spend with each other but with their kids is very limited Mm -hmm. And it's done so obviously through choice, not necessarily circumstance. And the thing, other than looking at the strategy and looking at, you know, how to navigate all of this, it's looking at the emotion and where is it arising and why is there anger? Why are you being frustrated with, you know, kids that are not adhering to the frameworks that you're trying to set because they are seeking intimacy and connection? It's so interesting with kids, though, because, you know, we want that sense of ultimate control in terms of, like, do as I say. But at the end of the day, you know, your kids can be your biggest teachers or your biggest triggers, depending on how much you are working through. And a lot of the time for parents who feel like they have no control over their lives or working out of that sense of duty or blah, 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 whatever story you're attached to there... um, when your kids aren't listening or when you feel unheard, then that anger comes out because it's the same feeling that you had when you were a child, when you were unheard. And so your kids are always going to replicate the same relationship yes. where you, that you had as a child. Not always, but they're going to trigger those points. It's like the, 
it's like these really sensitive raw spots and they know exactly where to push and and how to do it and it's not that they do it consciously they're just looking for love and intimacy and connection and that's something that you haven't been giving yourself and now it's been reflected back to you so so maybe it wasn't given to you yeah and then you have never learned how to give that to yourself because that's something that which has been repressed or suppressed and now you know time is the the reason and the the validation behind this not being made a priority and now we look at control and so it's really interesting because people will come to us and be like oh how do i work with my anger or the question will be like i need to heal this thing where that is making me angry but i don't have enough time and it's really frustrating because nothing is working out for me or this isn't happening the way that i expect and then i get frustrated and then i get angry or i'm trying to get through to my partner and she's just not listening to me and And yeah and it's really just this thing of you know we we get so sucked into the lens in which we are navigating a space we get so sucked into the narrative and the idea that our point of view is the only view it is the correct view it is the truth it is it is what it is with that perspective and in that perspective lies the limitation i would actually like to speak to a different aspect of anger because i find that you know when people say anger they're not actually meaning anger it's just the first thing that they can reach for and i love how brene brown puts it she says you know anger is a secondary emotion and i'm going to read something from her book atlas of the heart um but i mean for me genuinely what i found is with anger people who don't know how to sit with it or even name it or um is yeah the anger is the first thing that comes to the mind because it's it's something that feels uncomfortable and that you have no control of so it's easy to go oh i'm just i'm angry instead of really sitting with it and going you know what actually i might not be angry my response in terms of how i'm reacting to people might feel angry but it's a protective mechanism because i'm not comfortable in what i'm feeling and whether it's sadness or grief or loneliness it's like that that bear that you know you've you've gone to this bear that's really rageful in it and seems angry exactly. but it's actually just it's it's hurt and it's sad it, and it's to be honest with you i feel like the you know adding on to that the anger ends up being the armor that protects you know the the innermost vulnerable parts of self mm. and it's we are as <laughs> an interesting way of looking at it we are angry at ourselves for not allowing ourselves to be intimate with life intimate with ourselves yeah intimate with the experience and coming back to kids kids will show you this in so many different ways and they will niggle and they will and they 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 don't stop because this is this is what they hear they're just literally wanting love they are just wanting attention they're just wanting to be seen yeah i mean even in our own parenting journey with our youngest my god this child has such intense emotions and the level of anger that he experiences but also the permission that he gives himself to feel that level of anger i feel like when i watch that i'm like oh you know what i actually i feel like we did something right because he's experiencing the full spectrum of it and he feels safe to do that and i'm i'm 
That's it's, important. It's fucking intense. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, because we, we had one for like two and a half hours, which was just like, <laughs> good Lord. But at the same time, yeah. what I've also seen in that expression of anger, it's traditionally before it was the thing of like time out. I'm going to punish you for feeling this and for reacting and for throwing and for doing the things. And now the perspectives change. And I really appreciate it because instead of time out, it's about time in. I can't regulate you when you are unregulated. So how about I find a way that we can connect and then afterwards, you know, then we can go through like, okay, what was the thing that was making you angry? There we go. And th- then we go into, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it was the thing. So, then, so then you can, you know, maybe find the root cause if there is one or maybe it was just an emotion that was being experienced in your system, which is also a possibility. Sometimes we just have anger that arises in our system. I just, can I just reflect back on that? I, I'm just really proud of that response as well because I watch it and then I'm like, holy shit. You know, it feels very healing to my inner child to witness the space that you're able to hold for our child and just the permission he gets gives himself to feel the full spectrum of it. Yeah. And, you know, afterwards you'll feel this like relief and I know that as he grows into adulthood, he's never going to, feel, or he might, but like he's never going to feel the same shame or discomfort or judgment. Um, around his emotions. Yeah. Around feeling. Around his sensitivity and how, like, how big it feels in his system, you know? Shit can feel big. It's supposed to feel big. Yeah. Why do we try to minimize something that yeah. is a part of ourselves? And in turn... When we minimize that, we are not just minimizing the emotion, we are minimizing our experience. Exactly. And, you know, th- that, I think this, this is like the, the permission slip here. Be it that you are a parent, be it that you are not a parent. I mean, that, that is irrelevant in this moment. But we have all had parents in some way, shape or form. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Or individuals who gave birth to us <laughs> and foresaw um, that, you know, you are able to really look at yourself in this moment and, you know, give yourself permission to be angry. Give yourself permission to feel. Give yourself permission to not necessarily having to find the root cause behind that emotion initially. Just start off with the permission slip of Mm-hmm. I'm overwhelmed right now. I am angry. I'm allowed to be angry. I'm allowed to go smash a pillow in. I'm allowed to go and scream at the top of my lungs. And be it that you need to sit in a car or scream into a blanket or whatever the case is, that's not a bad thing. That yeah. is also you maybe embodying that repressed child like version of yourself and actually giving them permission to say, hey, it's okay. Let's feel this together. Yes, here's a way to actually mm. get this out. And I'm here. I am nurturing you. This is a safe space. You have, f- you have green lights. Go ahead. Get it out. Feel what you need to feel. And when we come down, when that, when that wave has peaked and it begins to subside, we can then start looking at, you know, where did that come from? Why was I maybe so triggered? Mm. What was this? Sen- where was the sensation? Was it actually anger or was it something else? Was there something underneath this and anger was just trying to protect me? 
Because anger is that it's it's action oriented, and if you're quite passive in your approach to anger, it's also speaking to the relationship you have with anger. You know, anger comes in as the protector, but it also comes in as that catalyst for the thing that you need to do. That was the thing that really shifted my relationship with anger. You know, if we look in nature, there is a healthy aggression with things, and it's something to let people know when boundaries have been crossed or when there's a violation that happens within our space towards us or like yeah it's just or or just within our personal space or when we witness injustice or something happening to someone else there's a response that happens and what we do with it then is that's actually what matters it's what you're doing with that response we've learned to swallow it we've learned to put it down and to push it away and then where does it sit in the body exactly so what does the anger eventually turn into and i'm speaking from my own experiences you know like even though i stopped i i I, uh, in my mind i was like oh i'm not angry anymore my physical body didn't stop being angry and I carried that anger in my body for a really long time. Mm. And this is the thing when you have autoimmune, because your body takes that anger that hasn't been expressed or you haven't felt safe enough to um, move through that catalyst. And then it sits in your system and it makes you sick and exhausted. Exactly. Because it doesn't just go away. No, it doesn't. Just because you tell yourself that you're not angry anymore doesn't mean that it's not there. And also just like the expect. You know, I know you're going to read this, a couple of powerful perspectives around anger. The thing is, don't just expect yourself to let this go in one go. Mm-hmm. You, you know, through my, just touching on my own experience, the amount of pent up anger uh, or repressed anger I had, you know, within my own, you know, circumstances and even just towards myself, which would then come across through, come across as, you know, controlling of how i'm eating my food to punching shit punching things to screaming (laughs) well i mean a lot of different like ways in which i would not try and repress this this anger because i had repressed myself and the anger was trying to protect me but it was because of other underlying things that I just didn't give permission for because I didn't know that there was space for that. I didn't know if it was normal. I didn't know if this was allowed. The frameworks and the programs and the, the patterning that I'd undergone or had experienced as a kid, that, that just limited the lens. And it's really, you know, over the last few years where I, I've sat with anger and been able to really honor what it was doing for my system, but also saying, hey, like, in this moment just coming back to giving myself permission to really feel it and to express it in a healthier way and the more that I allowed myself to express it and found ways to get it out the more that I started finding the why and the root behind the anger it wasn't I'm why am I angry about this it's just feeling the anger and then it would arise you know it's easier to say I'm I'm angry rather than I'm betrayed and I feel hurt or yeah. it's 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 actually way finding easier. the words so finding just the words behind what the feeling is recognizing that like anger is a secondary emotion it's not the first thing you know it's the thing that we reach for because it's easy to name and yeah. again like because you're experiencing other emotions this one comes up to protect you exactly. and all you're doing is you're trying to protect yourself because again it comes down to 
Anger comes in when a boundary has been crossed. And be it you've crossed it within yourself or something external has crossed that boundary. It is coming up. Yeah. What are the other two the other two points? So she okay. says yeah that this is Brené Brown Atlas of the Heart and she says anger masks emotions that are more difficult to name and to own. And just as an indicator in our car tells us to pull over and check things out, anger is a very f- effective emotional indicator light that tells us to pull over and check things out. And the yeah. third thing that she says is anger in response to experiencing or witnessing injustice, pain and struggle. It can be a powerful catalyst for change, but by definition a catalyst sparks change it is not the change and so this is why you have to look at what your relationship with anger is okay and how you are what you're doing with it because it can either be the medicine or the poison exactly so that's all i want to leave you with um and make it very simple it's just a thing of like looking at what your relationship with anger looks like um one thing that was easy for me as well is to look at like a visual perspective of anger it's like what does my anger look like does it look like and how does it come out because so the way that my anger came out um it just depends on the situation and also you have to look at your context yeah your context so it maybe it comes across as a person with a he or she passive or um you know passive aggressive or however the with a specific mannerism, maybe it even comes across as an element. For me personally, yeah. when I saw anger, it came across as either this big black overarching shadow that I was trying to consume everything, or that's or thing. literally like pools of lava. Really, that's that's how I would feel it and feel that at like the bottom of my belly. That's where it would be sitting the whole time. You know, that's so interesting because if I looked at my anger, my anger was this passive man that wasn't doing anything that just stood there and like smiled it uh, and so that had my was my relationship with like the good the good girl or whatever or like the good person so you so, so like that that could maybe just give you an indication of like where it comes from um, yeah look at a visual representation of what your anger looks personify like. it and so first step would be try and personify it and get a read on yeah. Like, what is the personality or the the mannerisms of this anger? Yeah. And then from there, name it because it's not just anger. Yeah. What are you trying to protect? What are the what are the mannerisms or the things like? What what are the characteristics? So maybe let's say maybe it is a a, a wounded masculine that is passive. But then in how nature. do you get yourself out of that like? Uh, passive thing it's like for me i need to to work out i needed to get angry i needed to feel my anger in healthier ways instead of swallowing it and holding it inside my body because that's, that's what kept yeah. me sick and it's the permission that you're giving yourself to feel it so the next step would be once you've got some form of awareness that it is not just anger that it, the anger is the secondary yeah. functional emotion here and you've got maybe it's shame guilt fear whatever the case is or maybe it's a specific event where those emotions have arisen or betrayal, then looking at, you know, intentional ways and where you can express yourself, which would be, let's say, working out. For you, I think stillness is something that is medicine. And so, like, everybody's going to have something different. So try. Try a couple of different, you know, approaches and see where you find the most, I don't want to say reprieve, but you feel a sense of ease once you've done it, it might be really difficult initially, but you'll feel everything subside. It's kind of like there's this big bubble yeah. that is popped, and then eventually all the 
everything I just actually sits. see it in terms of like if you look at it what it if you personify it and like for me if it's passive then i need to do something active hot and like that 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 brings that fire in and for you you saw that love and you saw active. that thing so you Mine actually need moving. to find the water the stillness that and, brings the and that's what to i do fire. you know as, as you're saying that today i w- i woke up and i was angry and i wasn't <laughs> why? i just woke I'm up just, and i was angry shit, okay so i don't know why i was angry and i i sat and i did my my morning meditation and the thing is like now it's the thing of going inwards went into it and it wasn't the anger again it was the shame it was the mm. underlying shame on you know whatever i've been navigating at this moment and that shame just needed to be met with compassion and saying yeah. hey it's okay you are choosing better now you're doing x y and z and just having allowing myself to feel allowing myself to feel consciously going into the primary emotion and knowing the root cause already mm. not that you have to have that just giving yourself compassion or that version of yourself compassion yeah and sitting with it like you literally will feel like you want to get out of your skin for maybe a couple of moments but the longer you sit with it you notice it subsides and then yeah. it doesn't start coming out passively or actively through how you're interacting with people experiences the work that you're doing throughout the day or throughout the week because you've addressed it and when it arises again it's just taking those 5 10 minutes again for yourself yeah. to sit with it and also you know when you name something it isn't as scary with at my youngest son's school what they do is they have a chart and it's got all the emotions on there and if you're feeling that emotion what are the things you need to do so there's a wheel of choice and there's a thing with the emotions on there and if you even need to print something out to have that on your phone where it's like oh my gosh i'm feeling this or no 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 in, in your mind sometimes you need to have yeah. that there and it is so helpful even for us in adult, as adults or we like to think that we're adults but we're actually just grown children who haven't healed from a lot of the things that we experience so having something like that is a very helpful way to name something and then it's less scary and it doesn't have this hold on you and so, then you see as the beauty of that as you're saying that now you're you're taking accountability you're taking responsibility be it that it was something that someone else did to you it no mm-hmm. longer holds that charge as you start doing this you start accessing forgiveness yeah because you're forgiving yourself forgiveness isn't about forgiving the other but it's forgiving yourself yeah so that being said you know i hope there was a nugget or two or three or an idea or perspective shift that could help you on your journey and the invitation as always is to you know go through your week and maybe look at you know what has been going really well for you what hasn't been going so well for you and how can you improve that as you are venturing on your journey of now thank you for listening have Happy. a good week